Welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast. I'm a creative living in Southampton, UK. I talk about chronic illness, creativity and everything under the sun. I'm Gem Swallow. This is Cracky Gems Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 80. Would you? Yeah, that's the title. Would you? You intrigued? I bet you are. First, <laughs> you know, I thought I was trying to be so mysterious there. That went down like a lead balloon. Hello and welcome if you're a avid listener. If you're new here, hi, I'm Jem. Thank you so much for choosing this episode to join me on episode 80. We're going to be talking about social media because the previous episodes we've been talking about this too. And um, there's kind of a little bit of an announcement at the end of the show as well. So do make sure that you stay tuned. If you've been an avid listener for the past three or four episodes, you'll know that I've been talking about social media. And I'll be honest, I'm a millennial, okay? Though, as you know me, if you're an avid listener, you'll know that I really do not like the term millennial. But yes, I, me, I was born in the 80s. I know, I know. I can pass for 25, it's okay. I I get that. moving on but really it's kind of social media is really something that I find fascinating if I'm being honest and the reason why I say that is because I didn't grow up with social media and being that I am an adult much like you guys as well I find it fascinating how we interact with it especially if you find yourself in the chronic illness community and this episode is about Taking the connections that we have made on social media, be it whether you're like me, I'm mainly on Twitter or I'm on Instagram. Though, as I mentioned before, because I'm very visual, I find myself that I'm, you know, more attracted to, say, Instagram simply because I like taking photographs. But I'm fascinated by the connections and the interactions you can have with people you might not have met, you know, and we find ourselves, you might not even have a chronic illness, but we find ourselves that we are drawn into communities and I guess for lack of a better word, tribes that are similar to what, you know, what we're into. You might be a knitter, you might be a crochet, you might indeed have a chronic illness. We find that there's usually something we're attracted to in the tribe and we kind of end up talking about things. Maybe it's spreading awareness, giving hope. And this is something that myself, I find quite interesting. So if you follow me on social medias, as I mentioned, I'm on Instagram and on Twitter. If you want to go and check out the profiles while you're listening, it's at Gems Quirky on both of those. But don't worry, I'll give you the details at the end of the show as well. If you follow me on social media, you will see that, especially on my Instagram stories, I talked about going forward is something that I guess is, I guess you could really say is the phase of which I find myself maybe. It's a phase of which I'm kind of thinking about the future. I guess I'm closing doors, which I think is perfectly natural. And not only that, the seasons change, you know. Recording this episode is the 1st of October. So we're now approaching a new colder, I say through gritted teeth, a colder season. And we might be saying goodbye to the old and in with the new. Or we might be thinking about things that we want to achieve moving forward. And so... The last couple of weeks I thought about employment and it's something that I think a lot of us that have chronic illnesses have considered or maybe we've kind of looked at the pros and cons of whether we can actually do it versus you know if we have a mental 
ability to do it and the physical ability to do it. Then I thought, well, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, mostly it was drummed into me that if you're going to do something, be it a club, you know, myself, when I was a teenager, I was in um, an amateur dramatics club because for me, I found that I guess putting on a show, being creative and being a performer, I kind of, I liked that. I liked the ability of entertaining others and becoming someone else for a little while. And back then I kind of knew that every, I guess when I got late teenagers, I knew that every little option or every little choice I made down my road would be that it would end up on my CV because it all kind of mounts up. You kind of, I'm of the belief that usually when you know what you're interested in be it you could be interested in music you could be interested in animals you could be interested in creating you could be interested in performing whatever field you photography whatever field you find yourself attracted to the most is usually somewhat hopefully the the arena you kind of end up going into however having said that what happens if you have a chronic illness thrown into the mix that makes things slightly different, you know, different and difficult. The reason being is that you might be out of education or work for a long period of time. And this is something that just lately, I'll be honest with you, today it kind of came to my, I guess I play with it a bit today, you know, if you know me, you're an avid listener here at Quacky Jumps Podcast, you'll know that I'm going through, I guess, a major, I guess you call it like a major life choice or major life decision. And so, going forward, I guess my brain is already there, my body just has to catch up. And for me, it's something that I'm looking at as well. So, the very question is, and I'd like you to ask, you know, ask yourself this, maybe you haven't got in contact with me via my polls, that's absolutely fine. This might actually help you moving forward. Do you have anyone on your social media that you would trust to give you a reference on your CV. Now think long and hard about that, right? And the reason why I want you to think long and hard about it is because for a good portion of time, we spend connected to a device that is linked to the internet. And when we link to the internet, we're talking to people that we may not have met. Maybe, and I'm not talking about family members, you know, family members that might not live in your house or even in the same country, in the same state, you know, I'm talking about the people that you have come across via maybe a hashtag on social media or maybe through a conversation you thought they look interesting, I'll follow. Of all the people that you talk to, how many would you actually trust? Now let's set the scene, okay, so say for example me say I wanted to go for a radio presenting job in the near future, just say, probably won't take place, but let's just kind of put the scenario out there. So if I wanted to go for a radio presenting job, I have one big obstacle against me. And that is that, really, I haven't had paid work in a number of years. Not really my fault, but in a number of years, I haven't actually been able to maintain employment. I've managed to do, you know, a podcast that isn't paid, but I haven't really managed to kind of get up in the morning, set the routine of going, and I haven't really made in-work connections, or I haven't really had a boss, 
you know, to her, I was like, yeah, sure, you know, you go ahead, you go to, like, you know, your, your next job, I'll totally give you a reference. It hasn't happened, literally because I've been too ill. But, say you got to a place in your life where, you know, you had your symptoms under control, you're managing them, be it whatever chronic illness or chronic illnesses you have, and you were thinking about moving forward, would you have any idea of who to put on your CV? Now, usually, you need two people, right? And usually, they have to be somebody that you've known for a good portion of time. However, they can't be related to you because, you know, bias. I mean, <laughs> we all know that, right? <laughs> you know, great aunt Ethel would love to give you, <laughs> we'd love to give you a glowing reference, you know, oh, she's a lovely woman, you know, I don't have a great aunt Ethel, but you kind of, you, you kind of get the scenario. So, do you kind of have anyone in your, I don't know, scroll through your Instagram, your direct messages, your Twitter, your Facebook even, any social media that you use, do you have someone or two people in mind that you would trust? Now let's set the scene, right? So you found this job interview, maybe on a job site, maybe on social media, right? And the first door you have to get through is your CV and your covering letter, okay? That's the very first thing they have to see whether you're going to kind of hit the mark of what it is, the position, the role that they want you to fill. So. You've got your CV, you spent a good amount of time banging out that and kind of ironing out the kinks and thinking, this is great, you know, I mean, okay, it's been a while, but yes, I, I can still do this. I still look all right on paper. That's great. You've done your covering letter, right? So you've got that and you're thinking, oh my God, really? All this time, it's like I've been in employment all the time. I've got this, hands down have I got this. As they say, it's in the bag. But your references. So... Say you've chosen two friends, maybe on one social media you might use and another one. So say, for example, from Instagram and one from Twitter, someone that you've been talking to for maybe a little bit of amount of time and someone that you've known for years, maybe on and off, maybe like a blogger or a YouTuber that you've kind of have something in common with, you know, that kind of thing. So say you've contacted them via direct message or however you want to do, maybe you know their number, and they're like, you know, I found this advert and I would love to have you as a reference. Would you be able to do this? Would you be kind of like up for being my reference? And if so, that would be amazing. So far, so good, right? So you've got a name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Twitter or the Instagram handle is optional at this point. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know, at blah 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 as it like a social media handle. I, I would love to see that on someone's reference, to be honest. But you have a name, right? You have the contact details. I don't actually know if this actually happens in real life, but it would be absolutely hilarious if someone actually put their social media handle on there. That would just be that would be you know funny as hell so you I need to get out more I'm aware of this so <laughs> I'm fine so it's just the scenario I have in my mind you can imagine this future employer looking down at these two references and seeing at so-and-so for one reference and at something else or another then scratching the head thinking 
oh my god what do we have here but i bet you nowadays people do that i guarantee that they do it and if so that would just it would crack me up if i was like a professional looking at that it would be it would make your day wouldn't it so <laughs> i'll leave you with that image <laughs> my cheeks are hurting now i need i need to concentrate so imagine you've given two people that you know on social media you've kind of given them this future employer their mobile number maybe their email address usually nowadays people ring so it's kind of like a ton more convenient so you've given the mobile number and they rang up can you imagine if the person you've been talking to the person now i don't want to paint a bleak picture here but i'm just keeping it real can you imagine the person you've been talking to for so long you know you feel like you've built a rapport with you feel like you know you've you've really connected you might have something in common you might you might even send each other christmas cards at this point who knows but you have such a connection with and they give you an absolutely crap reference can you imagine how that would be so let's paint the scenario so you have this employer has kind of said emailed you back and said i'm sorry but i don't think that you're the person for the job you trusted these people to think that you know them or you think you know them and they've let you down really really badly however I do have shout outs on this episode and there is a story that someone's told me about that actually is the other end of the scenario that I just pictured. So somebody has actually done this in real life. Someone's actually mentioned a referee, you know, someone that they know on social media for a good portion of time. And apparently they used each other as a referee and they both scored a job, which I think is pretty cool to be honest. But being in the chronic illness community, I wonder, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder another way. This is where my brain goes, because I also wonder, the people that you talk to, how many of them are actually rooting for you? You know, this is something that I kind of, if you read between the lines, like I mentioned, I didn't grow up with social media. When I was growing up, my main kind of course of interaction most of the people i met even through teenage years were face to face so you could kind of you know you could read the person you knew what their style was it was like a full-on 3d experience it wasn't through a screen and so really it kind of comes down to the fact of the people or person that you're talking to online would you really trust them because I mean, if we kind of think about going forward and we think about like gaining experience, you might want to, I mean, this might not even happen, but you might want to use a friend or a follower that you think you have a connection to. But something that I've um, kind of been thinking about is, I wonder actually how many of your followers actually have your best, best interests at heart. I wonder when you look, when you have people look at maybe your pictures or something on the screen, how many of them are actually thinking, I don't want them to get a job. Why should they get it? You know, why should they get something? You can't tell me this doesn't happen because though people appear to be kind of encouraging and optimistic and they want the best for you, you can't tell me that this doesn't happen. That behind the scenes or behind that screen, they're not thinking yeah don't let them get the job then they'll know what it feels like to be me or don't let them get the job because why should they you know or they'll leave the community and it'll make me feel crap about myself 
so that is kind of like a way of thinking about it I know that it's fascinating because this is something that I think about quite a lot being a podcaster and like having something of an online presence you know I use as I mentioned Instagram and I use Twitter but when you talk to people I'll be honest I mean this is completely on me but I think I have reason to feel this I don't actually trust people that easy simply because you don't know the people face to face right you see a snapshot of the people that you're talking to on a day-to-day basis you see the photographs they allow you to see you see the messages that they might want to edit they might want to say kind of like oh my god you're really effing me off today just buzz off I don't want to talk to you but of course they're going to edit it out because you know people are going to be want to be nicer than horrible it's just the way the cookie seems to crumble and it seems that most people want to be liked that's a very I, I grant you cynical way of looking at it but you can't tell me it doesn't happen because online even though everyone's like this is sunshine this is butterflies and this this is rainbows you can't tell me that behind that screen people aren't wishing ill on other people they might not say it but it's kind of like a poker face I wonder if people are actually thinking it you can't tell me that people don't get jealous or envious of the people that they are following to some degree and that's something that I find fascinating as well in the chronic illness community because I wonder the chronic illness community sometimes reminds me a little bit of a bird's nest and you know that saying about you know you have a bird that wants to leave the nest and it's kind of like empty nest syndrome in my mind if you know me I talk about social media as being kind of like a big room where you're talking to all these different people you know by face but imagine you're actually seeing them in 3d now imagine you're like in a bird's nest about as big as a big as a bedroom whatever room you're in right let's visualize this these people you're in the bird's nest with are all social media people that you connect with so it's a fact that you can count I think it's up to 20 people you can actually have a close relationship with online because the brain can only take so much but I find it fascinating because when you have something that ties you in with these people especially like with a chronic illness you're joined by something that really makes you uncomfortable you're joined by something like for example that might make you feel like for example myself so if we had to choose an illness of mine I have migraine so migraine is a neurological condition that causes pain it can cause a whole host of symptoms and none of them are pleasant you know it's not like you get orgasms every five minutes it, it's hell on earth your head feels like it's a ticking time bomb and you're going to explode and other symptoms are available too but what I find fascinating is that we all connect with each other in such a way but I wonder if someone found something that worked for them if other people in that community if it didn't work for them if they would feel begrudged if they would feel oh you know like let's let's set the scene say you're talking to someone on social media and you're talking to them about you know your day-to-day stuff maybe you have fibromyalgia maybe you have endometriosis maybe you found something that 
I mean, there's kind of say like a magic wand type scenario, right? So say you have, fib let's pick fibromyalgia and say that's your main condition. As we all know, if you have fibromyalgia, it's a all over body pain syndrome and it can cause you to have anxiety, it can cause you to have depression. You need medication to maintain it and you need to know what works for you in order to stay out of pain. But it can hold, you know, you can get migraines through it, you can get a whole ugly load of symptoms with it, right? Now imagine, you're talking to someone that you've really built up a rapport with, you know, that you're having constant contact with, you kind of think, oh my god, you're like, you're a sister from another mister, you're, you know, this is like, <laughs> you're like, we are like soul family, you know, I mean, you're not blood, but you are like soul family, you know what I'm saying? Imagine that, but say for you the symptoms change say you find something that dramatically increases your lifestyle imagine you have something you found something like a pill maybe a supplement maybe something that you can take every day that gives you a better quality of life do you think the community you find yourself in and the people you're connecting with would they begrudge you thinking well, hold on a second, you couldn't have been that bad because obviously you took this and then you went. Or would they think, oh, you go, girl, you know, you're, sh you're showing the... Oh, you go, boy, you're showing the rest of us how it's going. This is what I find fascinating. So bringing it back, looking to the future, if you were looking for a job, because my guess is that if we had jobs or if we had something that kind of took up an amount of our time that you didn't have to advertise or... You know, like say if you have an online shop and you use Instagram for that, or maybe you have an online blog and you use Instagram for that. Say that took off and you got financial, I don't know, something financially rewarding from it. I wonder if the people you talk to would change their minds about you because they only know a fraction of you. So this is something that I've been pondering because... It might be that a few of us might get that opportunity. I mean, we're in October 2019 now. And it's only a few months until we hit a brand new year full of absolutely different opportunities. Full of things that what you put your mind to and where you put your energy might pay off. You know, some of us might not have great years ahead. But others, we might think, oh my God, you know, I'm reaping rewards. I'm reaping what I've sown. But imagine... If you're going to go for that job and the kind of the support network, you might not actually need them anymore. Or the people you've contacted, you might not need them anymore because you're moving on. So if you had to take at least two people with you on the journey, who is it you think that you would take? Because that's, that's what this episode is about, really. I'm curious as to see that you're kind of choosing... Two people that you have the most connection with online, and I'm not talking about offline because a lot of us in the chronic illness community can't really go out and about. So imagine you're in your housebound a lot of the time and say so you've got a job working from home, you know, and it's flexible and it works for you and it's like, oh my God, a heavenly choir is singing, there's birds and you're like, oh my God, I found it, I found it, oh my God, yes, this is what I've been after. Imagine that's, oh my god, that was dramatic, but imagine this takes place, how many of your friends list, how many of your followers list, two people, 
would you take Ford? So that is what I'd like you to think about because we spend so much of our time online. And it's not necessarily bad, there are a lot of opportunities to be had online. But we spend so much time online talking to people that we never met and that we might not ever meet. However, going forward, would you trust the people you're talking to to help you out, to help you get to the next stage in your life? So, as I mentioned, I did both an Instagram poll and a Twitter poll. And uh, because, I'll be honest, I've had a lot of endometriosis pain lately, so my brain's been a bit kind of like a sieve. But... On my Twitter, here's the question. You might have seen it if you follow me. Would you have any of your Twitter friends as a reference on your CV or resume? And 50% said yes, and 50% said no way. So that's very telling, isn't it? And I had two people, thank you to those, that have actually gotten back to me and said about what their viewpoints are. So... Andy, also known as Scarfman Andy, he's on Twitter if you want to go and say hi. He said, and this is very interesting, a very interesting like uh, perception of it. Depends on their age and if they have a job or not. I know a few writers or broadcasters on here, little brackets, Twitter. Um, I reckon they might, that was me that did the brackets. I reckon they might do me a reference. Hold on. Technology, I tell you. They might do me one, but won't want the same job. So what Andy is saying, that they might do him a reference because they probably wouldn't be going for the same job he is, which I find very interesting. And this next one is from B, also known as Brianne Amira. And she said that she actually had, this was a story that I was referring to earlier in the episode, where she knows someone online, been talking for what seems like years and like forever, and they've actually helped each other score employment through their references. So they feel comfortable in their connection that they built online in order to say, I've got your back, let's go for this. You know, if you do your thing, you can, you know, I'll scratch your back, you can scratch mine, and we can both get it and they both have something and that that to me was like a positive story that I wanted to hear because I can't be the only one to have thought about that and obviously as B has said she's kind of considered it too you know it's something that if you're in a community and you want to move forward who is it you take with you it's like in the waking world in the real world you know without smartphones and tablets you get to choose who you have in your life. You get to choose who your confidants are. You get to choose who your who your friends are. You know, I guess you have like tiers of people in your life. You know, some people are closer than others, and others you're kind of happy to keep at an arm's length. But you get to choose who you share situations with, who you share your future with, who you share the happy times and the sad times. But I'm just curious that if you had something important, something that could re- that you've worked so hard for, who would you choose to help you get to that next stage? So, one, there was also a reply from at Carrie and Jessie on Instagram, and she said that she probably wouldn't ask an online friend 
No, my bad. I quoted that wrong. I do apologise. No, she said that if an online friend asked her, she would say that she couldn't do it simply because, to, you know, reinstate my point, simply because you don't actually know that well the people you're talking to. You just, you know, this is me saying it now, you only know a snapshot of their life. And I find, as I said, this is all come about because I find social media and the way we interact with it very interesting. And I find how people, some people are always glued to their phones. Others can kind of live without their phones for a period of time. But I find it that we're using devices to be social. For me, if I ask myself the question, I think that maybe one Maybe if I had to, if I had to, like, really gun to my head type situation, if I had to ask an online friend to be a reference for me, maybe I would ask at least one or two, knowing that I would trust them to give me a honest review and I would trust them to kind of give me a helping hand, you know? And, I don't know, it's kind of an instinct I have. Me being that in my offline world, I don't socialise very much with people outside of my family. And so for me, the two or the few people I have in my mind that I could ask, I feel as though they would give me what I would need and I would do the same for them. And also I've talked to them near enough face to face. I've talked to them on the phone and I feel like we've got like a strong enough rapport. But I think it comes down to how you feel and how much how much energy and how much work it's taken for you to get there. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. So I have a little bit of an announcement and I talked about this at the beginning of the episode. So if, you, uh, if you're not quite sure what's been going on, maybe you've just found this episode and you thought, this looks really interesting, I'm going to tune in. If you're looking to uh, be a part of future episodes and you're hoping to have your say, that's great. But what I would like to kind of announce here right now, and it's been kind of on my mind just lately. So as you would know, if you're an avid listener here at Quavy Gems podcast, I have been going through the process of trying to get hysterectomy for endometriosis. I'm going to be talking about this in the next two episodes, Um, but for the time being, there are only two episodes coming. So what I would like to do, and I'm going to be talking about this in the episode after the next one, I just want to take some time, because if I'm going to have a hysterectomy, which seems to be on the cards, we're really kind of hurtling towards it, and it feels right, and I'll be honest, I can't wait for it to be honest. I'm ready for the next phase of my life. That's where this podcast has kind of been going to. So I know that a lot of people on my social media are interested on what's going on, and that's fine. For me, though, I kind of feel like, though I'm looking to the future, I'm looking at it from a different point of view, because right now I only live, I live with pain and fatigue quite a lot, and it has a massive impact on my day-to-day life. So... I really want to spend maybe the rest of this year healing and trying to rediscover my body again because after 
I, everything seems to be on the green light. After having a hysterectomy, I'm going to have to get used to my body and what feels right and get used to the menopause. So my thought process is that I don't know how I'm going to be afterwards. I might be itching to get back behind the mic, but I want to take some time to recover. I want to take some time to be me for a little while. I want to concentrate on crafting, which is what I've been doing lately. If, you, if you've um, been looking at my Instagram stories, you'll probably have seen the little concoctions that I've been making. But what I have been planning is that I'm going to do two more episodes here. So that should take you to episode 82, and then I might leave it for a while. I don't know whether I'm going to leave it for the rest of the year, being that it's the first week of October now. Or I don't know if I'm going to come back to it in the new year. I'm going to see how it plays out. But I'm planning some things for moving forward, because hopefully I will be doing it going forward, being a menopausal woman. So I'm hoping to kind of explain and go forward with that. And I'm planning some things in the mix. It might be in the new year. I don't know yet. But right now, I just kind of feel like I need to take the foot off the gas a little bit with the podcast and just do me a little bit, you know, just heal and get used to my body being. And also, it's kind of been like an emotional roller coaster for me since, you know, asking for a hysterectomy in the waiting period. So this is a whole new ball game for me. So I'm hoping that fairly soon I'll have more answers but I'm just letting you guys know that if you missed any previous episodes you can find more on my website thequirkygems.wordpress.com that'll take you to all the past and previous episodes that I have right there so if you want to if you miss me and you want to go on back they are all there for you guys and um, I'm hoping that maybe once or twice I might get on Instagram or something and let you know kind of like how I'm thinking and feeling. I'm hoping to maybe have like a little documentary series about the um, hysterectomy if and when it takes place. But right now I kind of just want to want to kind of be with my loved ones. I want to be with the people that I'm closest to and just be kind of plan for the future. But just leave it in a good place with the podcast right now so I'm not going anywhere I'm just kind of going through like a life change so you have two more episodes coming and the next one we're going to be talking about and which is something that I've been thinking about a lot for obvious reasons in a year from now where would you like to be so I'm talking health I'm talking you know, job maybe, maybe you're thinking about getting into employment, maybe voluntary work, let me know, because I'd really like to, it's kind of going to be like a time capsule, I guess, so that we can all look back, you know, if anyone wants to do a shout out, look out for my Twitter post and my Instagram post, if you want to be involved, I guess it can kind of be like a time capsule for all of us, so that maybe in a year's time we can look back and think, oh my god, you know, how different or how different it came about or how it turned out just how you hoped it would be. So, um, yeah, let's leave you with this question. If you had a CV and you had to choose two referees from your online community, Somebody you know, somebody you trust, someone you think you might have a deep connection with to help you in your future, who would they be, if anybody? It'd be really interesting to find out. If you want to comment me or message me, you can do. It's at Gems Quirky on Instagram and at Gems Quirky on Twitter. 
As I mentioned, if you want to, you can also follow me on my website, thequirkygems.wordpress.com. Just put in your email address on there, press follow, you'll never miss an episode. But if you don't want to do that, you can also find me on Instagram. The pictures will show up. You just follow the link and, hey, presto, you find the episode. So... That is it for episode 80. Just had to check my notes. Come in a very dark room. Oh, how the light changes when it's autumn. But <laughs> so um, that's it for me. I hope that you enjoyed episode 80. I will be back with episode 81 where we're talking about where you'd like to be in a year's time. So um, I'm really looking forward to doing that episode. And uh, that's it, really. So you've got, I think... Is it one more episode? I think one more episode. One or two more episodes. We'll see how it goes. I can't really think straight at the moment. It's been a long day. But thank you so much to everybody that commented on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you so much for everyone that took part in the polls on Twitter and Instagram. If you're not following me, please do make sure you do and you'll never miss a future episode. If you don't want to follow me on the website, you can always follow me on social media. There will be a ton of great stuff coming your way. So please don't go anywhere because it's stuff that you might not want to miss out on, you know. And um, yeah, I will keep you in the loop as to what's going on with me. Expect to see candles and knitted items coming up on my feed in the next few weeks because I'm just feeling autumn and I'm feeling creative something's bit me and it's creative so <laughs> what <clears throat> excuse me chronic illness creativity and conversation keep it here guys only at Cracky Gems podcast thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening <laughs>